I know you, you've been on a few other, you've been interviewed a few other times about your SPL career, but um, I'm more going to, I, I kind of, kind of want to focus on like your career as a person who professionally plays video games, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, though, I do have a couple of questions just because, you know, I've been playing Smite since I was like 15, 14. So I'm, um, so yeah, I, what's, who's your favorite God in Smite? Um, I would have to say it's probably Thor, probably Thor or Kukulin. I just think both of them are kind of fun to play. And uh, Persephone's maybe a, up there too. She's always uh, been a favorite of mine, probably my favorite mage. But and mages are just a really fun class to play in Smite. So for sure, um, yeah, probably one of those three. Kukulin is um, it, it, had he come out before I found like my favorite god, then I probably Kukulin would be my favorite. My favorite was Robin back when he was a warrior. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then uh, they broke cool. my heart and made him an assassin. Back when you could, lo- like, connect yourself with your ult of somebody and like follow them or whatever. Yeah, where you could <laughs> you could follow them back to base. Before they yeah, were back. it was it was incredible. And um, yeah, needless to say, my heart was shattered when I found out that they made him an assassin because he's being <laughs> played in the jungle too much. Yeah, I'm like, what about Erling Shen? What was the last time he was put in a solo lane? Yeah, he's kind of in the same boat. Jungler's always ruining things for us. Alec Fonzo and uh, I play Smite professionally. I've been playing video games all my life. I have uh, two older brothers and two younger sisters and my me and my brothers have always been into uh, video games and we always were competitive when it came to you know whatever we were playing on the Nintendo 64 and then we switched to like Xbox, Xbox Live, um, you know playing split screen on like Fusion Frenzy or like you know Halo and stuff like that so that's kind of where I get my competitive drive for video games. I also played soccer competitively for like eight years. So just in general, I'm a competitive person. My family's like that. Um, so yeah, I just kind of always been trying to be the best at like anything that I'm like doing at the time, whether it's a hobby or, you know, whether it's something that I'm actually considering a career. Um, and Smite was just really fun. I got introduced to it by um, some friends actually in high school. My girlfriend at the time, who's now my fiance, we had uh, this friend group. Thank you. Thank you. We had this friend group that, um, already was playing Smite and I had never played it before. And we used to do this thing where we just have like these land parties. We'd like all gather out, gather at like uh, one of our houses, usually our friend Tiffany's. And um, we just like bring our computers over set everything up and just like game all night. Um, and one night they introduced me to Smite. I didn't really think much of it. I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to play this game again besides tonight. I mean, it's a free to play game and, you know, who knows what it like what this mm-hmm. game is really all about. Um, so we tried it and I instantly got hooked, started playing it nonstop and then kind of, you know, the rest is history. So, um, that's basically a little bit about me. And, uh, I would say that like video games definitely were a big part of my life throughout high school because I actually, I moved from Tennessee to Florida the freshman year during spring break. So I didn't really have a ton of friends. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't really have a ton of friends, so I was just like, you know, kind of found solace and just playing video games and stuff, so it became a big part of my life, especially then, and uh, yeah. Do you currently live in Florida? Uh, no, I'm. we moved to Georgia because of the yeah, right, SPL. SPL, right? In person. Like, they're in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I'm, I live in Florida. I go to USF. If you've ever heard of that college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my uncle went there and graduated from there. You're right, right in the, in the, the middle of Tampa, where you're between, like, you know, the, the, you know, the nice part of Tampa, and then the yeah. like seven o'clock is, you know, don't go out that late, you'll get stabbed, part of Tampa. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I kind of, I, I kind of found Smite in a similar way. But what, what season did you get introduced to it in? Um, I actually started playing pretty early. I don't know what the season was. Maybe it was zero. I don't know if it was considered that at the time, but basically when don't make a joke about this, when Fenrir was released. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. really, that's actually, you know, that's, that it's crazy to me. Cause I, I started playing in season three. You might, you might lose all respect for me when I say this, but I actually, I'm a console smite player, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> no, I don't, I don't care what, what you play on it. I have been a console gamer most of my life. So I respect it. Right. So I, um, it came out on Xbox one. It was a free to play game. You know, I just spent all my money getting my Xbox one. So I was like, Oh, it's, it's cool. And I was always been really big into mythology. So I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I looked, you know, every now and then I'd look back at like what old smite looked like. And honestly, I was surprised how it attracted like anybody. <laughs> you know, I look at it like back then I'm like, well, this looks like, like a mess, but, um, yeah. I guess every every game has that phase, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. But you got into Smite, and it was like like season zero, essentially, right? So before before it was was there a pro league at that point? Yes, there was, but it wasn't like as fully fleshed out as it is now. And um, but I don't know. It was it was really interesting because Smite was kind of just now growing at that time, and there was like a mm-hmm. lot of. Um, like dreams for the game and like for example the very first world championship was a 2.6 million dollar prize pool which is just an absurd That's, amount of money yeah what the, well, what was the the recent prize pool for the last season um i think it was 800,000 cuz yeah, back is... then they did uh they did crowdfunding for tournaments and mm. um that just generated a lot of revenue for the game and for the, these tournaments and everything but they haven't been doing them in recent years for uh, it has something to do with like some sort of like laws in Georgia and like how the company is ran or like Mm -hmm. in order for them to be able to be like the statue of their company or whatever, it's harder for them to like crowdfund. It's kind of confusing. I don't really know exactly how it works, but um, it's something along those lines. My my small monkey brain is like more money before less money now something wrong, but um, (laughs) that's a, so it's, that's, that's really interesting. I, um, so I, I got into Smite around season three, so I remember uh, that like the the I forget what the prize pot was for that championship year, but I remember I think I remember hearing a couple of things about how the money's gone down a little bit in recent times, and I don't know if that has to do with the fact that they don't do uh, international stuff anymore. I remember that was a big thing was it used mm-hmm. to be like Europe versus you know North America, um, which I always really liked. I always you know. Cause I am an American person and I'm like, yes, I want my, my boys to win, but yeah, no, um, it definitely is really good for the game. And I mean, another reason is that, uh, they've made it just more consistent to be a pro player in the SPL now, like as far as like as a career, because you actually make a salary now, everything's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, whereas back in the day there was organizations and everybody's mm-hmm. salary was different. Some people maybe didn't even get paid much at all. 
So yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. So in um, an earlier interview back in I think in 2017, right when you hit the the pro league, you uh, you were in an interview. You were talking. I think it was back when you were with Sort, right? That was like the first pro league team you were yeah, part of. Yeah. You were talking about how it was um, like the struggles of playing a video game professionally, or at least trying to, while being a student, and that it was um, like primarily the money part. So how big of a financial risk was it at the time like before you like when you were just breaking in as a rookie uh i would say it's it's really big i mean this even today after you know i'd say esports has kind of been a thing for probably like 15 years now um just you know starting back in like with like starcraft and maybe even like mlg days with like halo and stuff that's what i'm at least familiar with but um it's still it's still a sketchy thing to uh, to go out and do. I mean, a lot of it is there's not a lot of job security. I mean, especially when you're first starting out, a lot of it's just like who you know. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a like how it works in life with a lot of different stuff. But it's like sometimes even if you're talented enough or good enough at the game or even like a positive enough influence as like a teammate or anything like that, sometimes you just don't get the opportunity because people would rather stick with like what they're comfortable with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as far as that goes, that's definitely a big risk that you have to take. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just it's just rough because back then there wasn't those guaranteed salaries. You yeah. had to get an organization to represent you, and there's not a even for organizations, there's not a ton of money in esports. It's hard for them to make money. Most of the time, only time they make money is if they are selling merchandise or doing something like some third party like revenue source. Um, so just, just for them representing you, they're not really making any money. So they have to find a way to get some revenue back. So it's hard for them to pay a salary. So at the time it was rough, but thankfully nowadays, um, high res is, uh, become like professional enough to, you know, guarantee salaries for their players and they completely run the league and, um, yeah. make sure everything's set in stone. So, um, Thankfully, it's good now, but um, there's still a lot of people out there that are trying to go pro in other esports that are having to take those risks. And maybe even like, like for example, I dropped out of college to do it. Um, thankfully, it paid off. But that is a uh, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask about that as well. So like, what what was your like what, what year were you in in college when um you know, you started to kind of take Smite a bit more seriously? Um, basically, I'd finished like one full year. Um, getting. I don't know exactly how many hours I had because that was like seven years ago. I kind of forget, yeah. but um, but yeah, basically like one full year I'd done. And did you have like a clear kind of major in mind? It was computer science, um, ah. but I <laughs> maybe this is part of the reason that I'm decent at like video games and streaming. But I'm just like interested in so many different things that um, it's hard for me to imagine that I would have just stuck with computer science. Like there's so many different things that I, I want to like try and learn about and get good at that. Like, yep. I had kind of, I, had, I had kind of lost interest at, at computer science. It was one of those things where like, once I sat down and started actually coding, I had fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you read a book, like if you like start reading, then you're like, Oh, this is actually really enjoyable. I should do this more, but sometimes you just get like sidetracked. Um, that's how I was with computer science, but <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 it's hard to imagine that I would have stuck with it. I just, I don't know. There's so many, th- there's so many things that I want to, I'm interested in, you know? So you're, you're in college, you did your first year. How do you get to uh, playing professionally or how do you get into, you were in a, uh, a challenger circuit, right? I think that was before you went pro, you, you joined a challenger circuit. Yeah. 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 So, so how did that work? You, you found a team of people and you were just like, Hey, we should do this. 
Yeah, so I'd been playing in ranked quite a bit. Um, there was this thing called the Combine, which was basically a way for newer players to be discovered. And they had like pro players and like some part people of like part of the community um, watch over these games. And they just put these teams together as like as balanced as they could and had them play against each other on stream. Um, and all these all these teams consisted of like ranked players, some up and coming amateur players and stuff like that. Um, and basically it was just a way to be discovered. And I played in a couple of those as a mid laner in, in ADC. Um, I didn't get recommended in either, but I met some people in the tournament um, that I thought were really good. So we decided to put a team together. My original team was, uh, it was me, iFates was his name, somebody named Pool Shark, uh, somebody named Shaka, and um, I was a solo leader at the time for this for this team. Yeah. And, and I forget who our ADC was, which is kind of bad, but hey, <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was but, a long time ago. Um, yeah, yeah. So we just put a team together because we kind of liked each other. We thought each other were chill and we thought we had like potential to be good. And then we started uh, trying to compete in the Challenger Cup. And thankfully, we were good enough to actually get a spot there and compete. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just kind of where it started. And then so I know after that you you join uh, joints or the before you joined SOAR, I, it was probably the same group, right? Before SOAR? Yeah. You were you weren't playing so late. You were playing jungle, and mm-hmm. was there was an uh, you 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 weren't quite as good, mm-hmm. right? So was it so? Was there ever a moment during that time, or, or I guess in between the time of you joining Soar and hitting, you know, showing everybody like you're like really good, but was there ever a time where you felt like you totally lost it, like you were like I screwed up and my career is over? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say completely. It definitely was like, you know, it was a, a few year stretch of just, you know, maybe my the fruits of my labor aren't showing, uh, as silly as that sounds because you're playing a video game, but, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit, but I, what it came down to was just like trying to have fun and trying to enjoy at least what I was doing. Um, um, and like, I was the reason I switched roles originally is because I thought that there wasn't like a ton of great junglers in the uh, in the league that we were playing in, and I thought I could be really good at it. Um, and I was pretty good at it, but I, you know, obviously much better at solo. And uh, but I enjoyed it, you know, and I enjoyed playing with my team. I enjoyed my mid laner Shaka us in the, you know, back in in that time the meta was really like heavy two v two focused in mid, and um, yep. he and I were just really good friends. So it was just enjoyable to Q rank with him and try and get better at the role. Um, and that made it kind of like all worth it in my opinion. And, uh, but it, it was tough at times, you know, cause it, it did look kind of bleak as far as like trying to actually get a spot in the, in the pro league. And even the, like I said before, it really comes down to who, you know, and, you know, people taking chances on you. And a lot of times they don't. And I just happened to message, uh, sore when their, their soul lane or Benji left their team. And I was like, Hey, I used to play soul lane. I feel like I could really fill the spot for you guys. I messaged somebody named Vedium. He was the ADC for Soar at the time. And they were like, well, we don't really have a lot of people, so we're just, we'll try you out. And they tried me out, and they liked what I had to offer. And I got the spot. But it was it was a lot of luck. <laughs> yeah, I remember, um, was it your first game on Soar? It was, was uh, Amaterasu, right? That was yep. the, yep, yep, and, yep. But uh, I remember, the my, so my favorite team before... Uh, it was it was team enemy if you know if you remember who those guys are yeah yeah um and you know they had their solo winner was benji and i thought he was really good um and then you know they they disbanded and everything but uh so you know you join soar you're 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 doing your your proof you're proving yourself as like a prominent person 
a prominent player. Like, when did you have the realization that you had made it? You were like, I'm here now. Everyone knows I'm good. You know, I've, I've, I've finished my, my trials and tribulation. Um, I mean, maybe with that team, it was like when we made it to Spain, we played in like an international tournament in Spain for DreamHack. But I mean, I don't even really think I felt like I, I made it improve myself at that point because I think, because going into that tournament, I knew my team was, uh, we were, we were facing some, some struggles and I, I kind of felt like they were going to put some blame on me. Um, and after that tournament, they actually kicked me and it was just kind of like an awkward. Yeah. It, it was kind of an awkward phase. Cause like we're, we're in like Spain or especially enjoying ourselves. Obviously we're competing, but like none of my teammates are like really doing anything outside of, you know, sitting in a hotel, even though we're like in <laughs> a really nice, like, you know, we're literally in Valencia and um, yeah, Spain's great. Yeah. So it was just awkward. I knew kind of knew what was coming. Um, so then I got kicked and I was like, well, I didn't, I really didn't get to prove myself. Didn't win anything. I haven't really like shown what I could, I can really do, I think. Um, and then when I think I really proved myself and realized like, and I think maybe the SPL and all the other players realized that like I'm the real deal and that um, I shouldn't have been kicked is when we actually played the team that kicked me. Um, Cause I got yep. back in the SPL of some like freak chance um we played them and i just like single-handedly carried the game as i didn't say okay i won't say i single-handedly carried the game but i did pop off really hard on uh hercules and just kind of yeah uh, just kind of 1v5 at, at some point so um i it, that was incredible like just like watching like, <laughs> i i'm a big fan of the underdogs so i really like enemy you know um mm-hmm. and then i remember seeing that like that game where you were playing hercules and you were like you were you were just the knockups every single time it was it was crazy um and like yeah you 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 push the team into the titan and you were you were knocking the enemies out of their fountain like timing <laughs> your knocks knockups perfectly with their with their beads it was it was you know you got a triple kill storm the titan and the game that was crazy <laughs> Thanks, um dude. i think well for, for for me when i was watching you and like when i was like this guy is my favorite player i'm gonna watch this guy now <laughs> was so at the time the best solo laner in the world was Deathwalker, at least to me. I believe he was he was really good. And I think the first time you played against him, uh, he did really, really good. But then you you play against him another time and you play Sorquet into uh I forget who he played. I think it was Neja. It was Neja, yes. Sorquet into into Neja, and then you stomped. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah that was a good game i remember that <laughs> yeah so i mean g- going back to that time that you were kicked from your from your team before i mean did you ever wh- what was that like like what was your headspace at that at that time it was rough because like i don't know i just especially because like i said before it just i kind of felt like it was coming and based on their attitudes and just how they were acting like while we we're in spain and um i it hurt really bad. Cause like I had kind of at that time I was like, okay, well this is kind of my job now. Like I had already mm-hmm. dropped out and like this, I was committing like full time to this and like making content and stuff like that. Um, so it definitely felt bad, but I knew that I had more to offer. And I knew that like, if I just got another chance to get back like into the pro league that I could like prove myself um, like once and for all. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm happy you did because I mean, and I'm sure everybody else is happy you did because you have your. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, I mean, I think you're. 
at least I haven't been paying attention to the last season too much, but you know, at least for when I was watching the SPL, I was like, I could, I was like, I think you're the, you were the best solo laner in the world. Um, like I said, I've been keeping track of the current season because I am a college student, you know, but uh, <laughs> understandable. Yeah, um, but so what about like uh, your, your family? Did they, did they support your decision to just try to go full time into gaming? They were, my mom has always been supportive of kind of whatever I've, I've been interested in or trying to do. Um, so she was kind of like, you know, kind of fully supportive from day one. My dad, however, is a little more trepidatious about these kind of things. He's kind of like the reason I take school so seriously and everything like that. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, like I said before, it is a big risk to take even now with esports being a thing for 15 years, but, um, he was a little bit more hesitant about um, fully supporting it. And, you know, he was like, oh, you got to stay in school, keep your grades up. And like it's something you can do on the side, of course. Um, but thankfully, you know, my dad is still a very understanding person and um, he wants what's best for me, what I enjoy. So he was able to to come around to it. And um, funny enough, my dad's also kind of a gamer himself. You know, he was, uh, you know, back in the day, he was kind of the reason we even got Xbox Live to begin with. And oh, you know, he's really, yeah. yeah, so he's kind of interested in that stuff anyway. Uh, for example, like, you know, the new Halo came out, Halo Infinite, and he's been playing that. I think he finished the campaign recently, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so th- as far as my parents go, um, definitely not as uh, resistant to the idea as maybe some other parents are. Um, but like the rest of my family, like especially my brothers, my brothers think it's amazing. They they are fully supportive of me, and they're also gamers, like I said, and they think it's awesome. And they uh, they tell me stories about, you know, how they've met people that know who I am and stuff like that. And I find that to be insane. And it's just, it's so cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's basically it. I don't know. I mean, some of my extended family, obviously they don't really have a say in it, but they they yeah. also know about it and they, they come and tell me like things. And I have like cousins that are like just now growing up and getting into like, you know, gaming, playing like Roblox and Minecraft and stuff <laughs> like that. And they ask me questions and they watch my YouTube videos. Although I don't know if they should, cause I, say some bad words but ah, you know everyone says a couple bad words you know yeah um yeah, yeah. but uh so you know is is uh what what is uh smite as a game to you I, I, other than like you know your your um means of money is it like a, the, the game is it just your job is it like a game you really love still um is it something you always go back to uh yeah, I mean, obviously it is my job and I've like, I've struggled like here and there with like, am, am I really enjoying this game anymore? Or am I just doing it because it's, you know, like you said, it's a means of income or whatever. And I've struggled with that like at times, but like right now as it stands, I, I, I've i been having a ton of fun with Smite lately, even though I've been playing this game for, I don't even know how many years, seven years, six years, maybe eight. I don't know, I've never actually sat down and done the math, but um it uh yeah like right now i'm enjoying the game very much so i i love this game i it's one of my favorite games of all time definitely in like my top five um maybe even like top three my my top five games are i'll just go ahead and tell you so you understand where i put smite um in no particular order it's call of duty like any call of duty halo uh gears of war starcraft and smite those are like my five my five games that i'm taking to a deserted island right yeah um um and so Smite's in pretty good company here. All of those games are pretty big franchises. And uh, I don't know. I, I just love this game. I love the uh, the designers. I've gotten to know like a lot of the designers from the past and current. 
Um, people have worked on the game, worked with the game, the esports department, everything like that. Just like a, a good family. The community is amazing. I mean, the community is like, I've done a bunch of charity streams and how generous the community is for, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's little, but for how niche this game is. Um, yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's honestly like incredible. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I always come back to this game. I think it's super fun game. I think it's the best MOBA by far. I mean, just the third person aspect of it and how it feels like a, almost like an FPS at times. And yeah. Just it's the skill shots. Immersive. Yeah. I, and the lore of the game is, is awesome because you actually get to learn about, obviously mythology isn't real, but you get to learn about what, like these are actual stories and legends that like happened in the past. You kind of get to learn about history a little bit as well. And like, I don't know. I just, I just love everything about the game. And um, yeah, I, like I said, it definitely teeters at times. And sometimes I'm like, I need to take yeah. a break, but I think that goes for anybody or anybody, even if you're playing the game as a hobby, if you're playing it too much and you're, you're getting down uh, about it, then, you know, sometimes just taking a little break can kind yeah. of refresh your, your interest. And it's, it's, I think Smite is, because it's one of those games that gets updated. So it changes constantly. And sometimes there are yeah. really good seasons. And then sometimes there's like season four where they, added in an artifact or uh, yeah was, was that what those are called i know what you're talking about i forget what they're called rituals it, maybe rituals yeah give everybody blink give everybody teleport it's just you know yeah. it's quite you know, questionable decisions but mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's that's interesting so, so you in your top five you mentioned like you know uh, halo call of duty gears of war so um did you did you do streaming for those games before you uh started doing smite stuff no, actually, I, I basically, well, I did YouTube. I, d- I did YouTube videos. Like, I, I'm more of like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more You're of a like, cod montager. Let's go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I've always been more into like videos than I have been streaming, although I've been like obviously streaming a lot more and taking a lot more serious. But like, if I could choose one, I think I'd probably just do YouTube videos. Yeah. Just like, just like, I just like the, the process of making YouTube videos, editing like production every of it I, I, same thing goes with like movies and tv shows i'm just like really into that kind of stuff like yeah creating something and putting it out there and like having people watch it and like that's it like you're done with it and if people enjoy it they enjoy it if they don't if they don't you know so be it um so yeah I, re- I really like youtube and i did youtube for those things and that's part of the reason i was so keen to do it with my so you said you you prefer youtube videos to streaming Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I mean, it's it's you know in your newer stuff, you you do these little shorts before your videos begin, and it's 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 really funny stuff. Um, and so I was my, my question was going to be, uh, you know, you um, I assume you stream to supplement your income from the SPL. Yeah, basically. Um, and, yeah. And so is that ever? Does that ever kind of spur the spur the enjoyment of streaming? Like you're playing a video game when you're like, I have to do this to make money now. Uh, I mean, I mean, kind of think like, I feel like I've been able to come up with a nice balance for it because there are some people that stream every single day and uh, I just can't do that. It's just not something like mm-hmm. mentally for my mental health sake that I can just sit there and do. Um just and it also just it, it's it's such an easy way to like burn yourself out on the game because like my number one priority right now while i'm a pro player um for the foreseeable future is to just be as good as possible at the game as i can and in win games that's my that's my number one job then the content creation is number two you know maybe one day i could become a full-time content creator um but that's not something i actually want to do right now i want to compete i still want to win world championship and all that 
Um, so because of that, like I see content creation, even though it is a way to make money and a, a, a means of income, it's not my number one priority. So my my burnout in the game and my mental like um, outlook on the game is still more important. So I don't stream every day. Um, I take breaks here and there. I play other games to you know keep it fresh and all that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that I've found like a pretty good balance for that. And uh, another thing that's actually helped a ton is you just mentioned it, you know, we have these interests at the beginning. I have an editor and his name's Loyal. Um, he's from the Dominican Republic. He's helped me like, he's just a really, really good friend, an amazing friend who's like helped me um, continue learning Spanish. Um, he is like the mastermind behind like all the interest in my videos. And um, yeah, he's helped me a ton because he's taken a lot of the workload off for me for the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You know, he puts a lot of effort into like help editing, uh, editing those videos and, it just uh it's it's been really nice um so um yeah yeah well has been probably the number one reason i haven't completely burnt myself out in the game that's awesome yeah so it's good to always have uh people who 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 sort of help out right because there's always with anything even if something you're super passionate about there's hardly any time where there's uh where you love every part of the process i feel like for most things there's always going to be a couple things that you um you just don't enjoy about it or they take up a little bit too much more time than you'd think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I, I personally, like I, uh, I, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I love, I, I host games at the school and I, I love it and, um, I love doing it. I hate prepping for it though, because <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. It's a lot of writing and I'm like, Oh my God. But, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I've, I've spoken to a few streamers before, um, like a long time ago, I, I interviewed Duke Sloth about it, about the same thing. I had asked him, and he was like, yeah, that's sort of, because um, he does it full-time, right? And he's like, They're, the biggest thing is being at the mercy of your viewers, mm-hmm. right? Because so, if they, they go to you expecting Smite content, and if you do something else, you know, it's, you're, you're, it's likely you're not going to get as many uh, you know, views, stuff like that. Yeah. The audience isn't going to be that big there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you said you're doing a part-time, you know, it's not your sole focus, right? right? So, but, uh, to sort of, uh, go more into being in the SPL itself, like physically. So it's, it's, it's based out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So when you become part of the SPL, like what exactly happens? They fly you out there, they give you your own apartment. Yeah. So, um, they give you uh, basically if you are on a team and you actually want to stay in a house, they give you a housing um, uh, like a housing payment for like if you want to stay in a house with your team. They give you enough money so you can actually, you know, have your own place down here, whether it's an apartment or a house or anything like that. Um, but they do fly you out. Say you're from another country. They'll get you a visa. And you have to go through the visa process so that you can actually live here legally and make money here. Um, but they take care of all of that. Um, they have like a legal team, the financial team and, um, yeah, basically you just come out and live here. Obviously the past couple of years has been a little bit more awkward because first of all, it's harder to get in the country right now because of the COVID stuff. Um, and then also it's just basically, well, for one year, it was basically impossible to play in person. So we didn't play in person all year. We played online last year. It was possible to play in person with all the, um, extra measures that they took. Um, and the fact that we're, everybody's vaccinated in the SPL, you have to be vaccinated in order to play. Um, 
but it was a little bit more awkward still because some people couldn't even get over here. still because the visa process was so like mm-hmm. backed up throughout the whole year. So we didn't really play in person all that much last year, a little bit towards the end. Um, but this year, hopefully um, things will be basically, obviously nothing's really back to normal, but at least the SPL might be a little bit more back to normal where we actually will be all uh, playing in person for every single set. Um, which is a big deal to me. I, I think playing in person is a really big deal. You can kind of see oh, your yeah. opponent from across and, you know, zero, not zero ping, actually. It's more like 10 ping, but, you know, basically yeah. non-existent ping is yeah. like really big for the game as well. So um, I was going to say, if, when you're playing uh, it just normally like yourself, do you ever get, uh, do people who like you, people in the game may not know who you are, do you ever get like BM, like hard, hard pinged, just like, you know? I mean, sometimes when I'm, Usually when I'm playing, I'm streaming or making YouTube video. I don't play too much right now outside of that. Um, yeah. Apart from scrims. But um, I don't usually, I'll, usually people recognize me and they'll say something. Or say, or, or like most people are nice. Sometimes people try and be funny in just like an obnoxious way. Yeah. Like just to like get attention and stuff. But, um, but for the most part, I'd say that uh, even though, I think most people say that the smite community is toxic, like any, yeah. or any, any multiplayer games toxic in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. Most of the encounters I have in smite are pretty positive. So that's nice. I did a, uh, actually last year I did a school project about um, the discourse community of smite. And I was like, yeah, in my research, I was like, I'm a, like I've, I've got like to diamond rank in conquest. That's about as high as I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty crazy how the toxicity, if anything, gets higher as you go up in rank, yeah. especially, you know, on it, maybe it's different because I'm on console. But um, but yeah, it's like it's it's pretty crazy because you, you, I guess people get to a certain certain rank and they're like, I am automatically better than everybody else now. I have yeah. to show them that <laughs> I've got to make sure they know. Yeah, I do think that like once people get to like. I think most people think that diamonds like, oh, that's where like you become a really good player. But um, so then they get this like this ego that they're just yeah. starting to be better than everybody. And then they start being toxic and like, but yeah, that's just. I think it's um, cause I've been playing for seven years, I think now. Uh, and it's gotten to the point where if someone in real life is like, you Thomas, you rock. I, I reply with cancel that because that's just it's <laughs> all you hear yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so that's you know so to my my biggest my biggest questions are, are just about like what is that that everyday life like when you're in atlanta when you're in those houses so they give you you give the whole team a house like you guys all live together um my team doesn't um there's some teams that still do but like you know i have a fiance uh yeah Polar Mike has a girlfriend now. Um, in the past, people, you know, we've had teammates that have, have had like, you know, their own significant others and everything. Like, so we're at that point where I'm not going to live like me, Bria, my fiance, our dog, our cat. Like, we're going to live in our own in the right. apartment. Um, actually, I've lived on my own apart from the one year that I lived with the team partly. Uh, I've lived on my own since I was like 18. So, I've kind of been used to it for a while now. So because that was um, gonna be my, my other question was like if you if you live in these houses with your team, like what is it like bringing over other people? 
are these houses big enough for that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Do you thankfully, guys all stay in the same room? Like, you no, know? no, no. Thankfully, they they get nice houses. They give us they give us enough uh, money to afford some nice houses here in Georgia. But yeah, I mean, basically, you just yeah, you know, we all had our own room. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, we all I, had our own room, and we would wake up every day and um, scrim because scrims usually start at like one p.m. or maybe twelve p.m. Um, and whether you're double blocked, which basically means you have two separate blocks of scrims, one for three hours, another one for three hours, with like an hour break in the middle. So you'd mm-hmm. go from like one to four, have a break until five, and then go five to eight. And then that's like your scrims for the day. Um, but for my team, I can't speak to other teams. What Usually what we would do is only have one block of scrims, um, go from like one to four. Then after that, eat, go to the gym, come back. Um, sometimes we do like VOD reviews. Sometimes we just play other games and and chill maybe stream um for the people that did that um but yeah we thought we think it's really important to not burn yourself out too much during the day you know and uh get some other things done like uh we're all really big into the gym so i think that's a really important aspect of keeping keeping your um yeah that's definitely what was your best moment in the spl what was your your best play um Maybe we, we kind of been over a couple of them. I think the the hurt game that we talked about before, the Cirquet game, I think was really big as well. That was kind of a crazy game. I feel like one of the more unique games in SPL history, where like, yeah, a character that's not supposed to be played there kind of just like hard carries the game. Yeah, I remember you pulled out um, Art Solo one time, and I was like, he's betraying yeah. everything we've stood for. <laughs> yeah. Um. So maybe one of those two. Um. Uh, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Hard to say for sure. I think we can probably we can narrow it down a little bit. If if it was like the one uh, like team fight, like the one thing you did, the one ultimate ability you hit, like the trick shot. Like what was what was that the the best one you think you were like I am best because I did this. <laughs> um, it was is definitely that Herc that Herc game. Then yeah, the the end of the game when we're on that Phoenix sign and I hit like eight poles in a row and pushes and. We just like won the game right, right there, right then and there. That was that's a good pick. I would say I would say that one, probably yeah. If I had to, if I had to pick one, <laughs> I, I don't have the a super photographic memory, but that was a that was a really really cool one. If you could go pro in another game, what would it be? And it's a weird question to ask because I think the the. Um, the preface of the question is that I have just like, I was, I was born and I decided that I was going to be a professional gamer one day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think what, what really happens and how it works is you just find a game that you really enjoy and you really love and you love it so much. And you're so passionate about it that you decide, Hey, I want to be the best in the game at this. Like I want to be the best player in the game because I love the game so much. So my advice would be to just find a game or a hobby. It doesn't even, this doesn't even apply to gaming. Just find a hobby that you want to be the best at. and that's that's when you'll like you'll take it to the next level because once you decide that you're going to be the best at it and you're going to put everything you have into it you can make your career out of it because if you're the best at it then you can make money off of it so um yeah i would just say you know try out a bunch of different games try out a bunch of different uh hobbies find something that you love and once you do then um you'll be passionate about it enough to uh to be the best at it i am fine okay and this has been the power four